It's 8 o'clock. Good morning. This is Northern Light for Wednesday, July 5th. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Moe. People who live near the No Dogs Left Behind Dog Shelter, which opened in Canton in March, have filed 17 noise complaints over the past several months. It invades our home. Every, every room of the home. When there's barking, it's not all the time, every day, but it's very stressful. Also, we'll put out on one of the North Country's long-distance paddling routes, the Northern Forest Canoe Trail, 700 miles long, extending from the Adirondacks to Maine. You can hear the different kinds of birds above us. It's so quiet out here besides those birds and just sort of like the humming of the woods right now. And it's grilling season, and Chef Curtis Hem shares his recipe for what he calls Central New York's mayonnaise. His Speedo sauce is perfect for grilling chicken or as a salad dressing. Great cooking does not have to be time-consuming or of great effort. I think we can just kind of keep things simple and delicious. All of that's coming up on Northern Light. Stick with us. Broadcast of Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio is supported by Mountain Orthotic and Prosthetic Services, a full-service practice committed to providing care for patients of all ages with offices in Lake Placid, Plattsburgh, and Malone. Details and referrals at mountainonp.com. And by St. Lawrence Health, whose affiliation with Rochester Regional Health means more patient access to specialty care. stlawrencehealthsystem.org. is Northern Light. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Moe. New York may be facing steep and growing deficits in the coming years. That'll make Governor Kathy Hochul's job a lot harder, as well as the job of state lawmakers. Our Albany reporter Karen DeWitt says the financial news for New Yorkers comes at a difficult time in the political calendar. It's probably going to be a pretty austere year, which we haven't seen in a while. The projected deficit is now $9 billion. That's the worst since the Great Recession, the days of former Governor David Patterson and the early days of Andrew Cuomo, where they had to make a lot of cuts. And Governor Hochul has said that there are storm clouds on the horizon, but she hasn't said too much about what she's going to do about it. It's also going to be difficult because 2024 is an election year for all the state assemblies and Senate members, as well as congressional seats. The deficit is partly a result of increased spending during the COVID-19 pandemic, fueled by a large infusion of federal relief funds sent to New York. The budget office says tax receipts are also coming in at a rate lower than anticipated. A new dog shelter has been run, has been operating on the outskirts of Canton since March. It's run by a nonprofit called No Dogs Left Behind. The shelter currently houses about 70 dogs, and some of its neighbors have been complaining about noise. Lucy Grinden has more. The No Dogs Left Behind shelter is on State Highway 68, less than a 10-minute drive from downtown Canton. It's a rural area with lots of fields, but there are still other houses around. 
Over the past few months, four people who live nearby have filed official noise complaints. There have been 17 complaints in total, including nine from neighbor Leslie Clark. It invades our home, every, every room of the home. When, when there's barking, it's not all the time, every day, but it is, it is there. It's very stressful. The property has actually housed a dog kennel for decades under the name Maple Ridge Kennel. Clark says she's lived nearby for 39 years. She says she would sometimes hear barking from the old kennel, but never this much. Never once in all of those years did I ever write a written complaint. But now she says the barking sometimes goes on for hours. It's ear piercing. Jeffrey Berry runs the No Dogs Left Behind shelter. He's also the founder of the organization. Last week, he was in Canton's town court to answer the recent spate of noise complaints. He says he sees the complaints as a continuation of neighbors' past concerns about Maple Ridge Kennel. There's been some prior history with um, the prior kennel here and noise issues. He says the neighbors are assuming his dogs are responsible for disturbances. We have received some tickets and, you know, the noise complaints. And meanwhile, you know, at 8.30, there's some other dogs in the neighborhood that are barking. And I'm saying, like, it's not our dogs. It's not our dogs. Barry's goal is to house around 120 dogs at a time. He says he brings the dogs to the U.S. from all over the world, traveling to places like China, Afghanistan, and Ukraine to extract them from dangerous situations. He pleaded not guilty in response to the noise complaints last week. A trial is set for July 17th. Lucy Grindon, North Country Public Radio. There won't be any lifeguards on duty at state campgrounds in the Adirondacks this summer. The DEC is transitioning to unsupervised swimming at state-run campgrounds like Meacham Lake and Fish Creek Pond. They're also not staffing lifeguards at DEC campgrounds in the Catskills. In a press release, the DEC said the change will allow the beaches to be open longer without potential personnel closures. The one DEC beach in the Adirondacks that will still have a lifeguard is Million Dollar Beach on Lake George. It is a great time to get outside for a hike or a paddle or a swim in the, in the Adirondack North Country, but it's important to be aware of ticks when you're recreating outdoors. Travis O'Donnell from the State Department of Health says there are a few key precautions to take when you and your family head out this summer. Wearing long pants, long sleeve shirts, keeping your hair tied back, and really the most uh, common sense thing of all is to, is to do tick checks. At the end of the day, my family does it. I've got three kids. And every day it's tuck time, tick check, and story time. And so just get into that habit in the warmer months and, and you should be good. According to the State Department of Health, thousands of New Yorkers have gotten sick with Lyme disease from tick bites in recent years. Listening to Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. It's coming up on eight minutes past eight. 
Good morning. I'm Todd Moe. And I'm Monica Sandreski. Just ahead, it's all about the marinade. Chef Curtis Hem shares the recipe for his dressing for the classic Southern Tier Speedy. That's in just a few minutes here on Northern Light. Music by Evan Veenstra, Gananaque, Ontario. Check out more of Evan's music. It's part of our Underscore project. You'll find it on our website at ncpr.org slash underscore. Broadcast of Northern Light is supported by Blue Sea Studios, Saranac Lake, promoting community involvement in the arts on the web at blucstudios.org. And Lake Placid Center for the Arts presenting Dressing the Abbey, an exhibit featuring original costumes from the TV series Downton Abbey, now through September 10th. Details at lakeplacidarts.org. There are some great longer-distance hiking routes throughout the Adirondacks, including the Northville Placid Trail and the Cranberry Lake 50. The park also has some long-distance paddling routes, including one that starts in the Adirondacks and winds more than 700 miles up to northern Maine. On a warm summer day a few years ago, Emily Russell paddled just a small portion of the Northern Forest Canoe Trail and produced this audio postcard. There's a dirt road between Tupper and Saranac Lake. It leads to Axton Landing on the Racket River. I'm here on a day when the weather feels like a real gift. Super warm, beautiful, not many bugs out, which is great. Fingers crossed. Yep. (laughs) That's my guide today, Chris Morris. He's from Saranac Lake. I am the communications director with the Northern Forest Canoe Trail. The trail starts in Old Forge and snakes through the Adirondacks to where we're standing along the Racket River. It winds on over to Vermont and New Hampshire and ends way up in northern Maine. 740 miles of rivers and streams, lakes and ponds. These are waterways that Native American tribes and early American settlers used um, as travel routes for centuries. Um, And really it's more in the last... I guess, 20, 30 years that it became this real adventure paddling route. Chris and the people he works with are stewards of that route, taking care of some of the put-ins and takeouts, carries and campsites along the way. They also help people plan trips along the route, even day paddles like the one we're about to go on. All right, let's get going. We slide our canoes into the water and set out the river. It's one of those summer days that can fool you into thinking you are somewhere completely different. So warm, it makes me feel like we're in the south right now. Everything's so green and bright. Trees hang over the river, lazily swaying in the wind. This part of the racket is sort of a sweet spot for someone like me. I don't paddle much, so the fact that the water isn't too deep, the river is not too wide, it's not too fast, that is all good news for me. Even for Chris, who paddles a lot, the stretch of the racket is one of his favorites. In my opinion, kind of one of the perfect Adirondack rivers for this kind of paddling. If you're in the white water and the more adventurous stuff. There's other rivers that offer more, I guess. But um, for me, this is sort of like quintessential Adirondack River paddling. 
You can take your time here. Watch the river grass flowing just beneath the surface. Today, there's just this beautiful chorus up in the trees. You can hear the different kinds of birds above us. It's so quiet out here besides those birds and just sort of like the humming of the woods right now. We wind around a bend in the river. A group of boaters ahead is staring up in the trees. It takes us a second before we realize what they're looking at. A bald eagle perched up at the very top of the tree. Bald eagles were reintroduced in the Adirondacks not far from here. We paddle just a little farther, not with any mile marker in mind. Chris says one of the great things about this route is you get to choose how to use it. It's, for some people, a a big outdoor adventure challenge to start an old forge and uh, paddle the full 740 miles up to Fort Kent, Maine. But for a lot of people, myself included, it's really more a way to get out and paddle in your more local communities. And for those who paddle in local communities here in the North Country, you will likely be hearing more from the folks at the Northern Forest Canoe Trail. They're working to acquire the Adirondack Watershed Alliance and all of its events, which includes the 90-miler, one of the great Adirondack canoe races. As for Chris and I, after a couple of hours, we decide to turn back. We swing our boats around and let the current do the rest. For North Country Public Radio on the Racket River, I'm Emily Russell. Listening to Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. I'm Todd Moe. And I'm Monica Sandreski. In just a minute, it's a marinade and it's a dipping sauce. Chef Curtis joins us to share his take on the classic speedy sandwich. Then stick around after the show for Bird Note coming up at 842. But first, Todd has a look at the weather for us. Hot, sticky, muggy. Yeah, highs in near 90 this afternoon, low 90s for highs tomorrow. If you like it hot and muggy, this is your week with sunshine for much of the region today, although the Weather Service says partly cloudy skies with some scattered showers possible in parts of the Adirondacks, Glens Falls, Lake George. Clearing tonight, lows in the 60s, and then sunshine around the region tomorrow. Low 90s for highs, light winds out of the south on Thursday. Friday, about a 60% chance of showers, highs low 80s. Saturday and Sunday, partly cloudy skies with a high in the afternoon around 80 and light winds out of the south. Sunny and 73 right now in Canton. Chef Curtis Hem joins us every month to share a favorite recipe for the season. This month, it's a dressing, the marinade for a well-known Southern Tier sandwich. The speedy consists of marinated meat cut into cubes, grilled, and placed in a long bread roll. The original idea was brought by Italian immigrants to upstate New York in the early 1920s. Chef Curtis owns the Carriage House Cooking School in Peru, New York, and is the executive chef at the View Restaurant at the Mirror Lake Inn Resort and spawn Lake Placid. Chef Curtis says speedies are all about the marinade, which is a creamy, garlicky mixture of egg, oil, vinegar, lemon juice, sour cream, and herbs. 
It's blended in a large canning jar. And he told me that the best part is its simplicity and versatility from dressing to dip to marinade. It's the classic sauce for New York State sandwich, the chicken speedy, which is pretty much marinated and grilled skewered meats, um, lamb, beef, pork, chicken um, on sliced bread. Uh, or sometimes like uh, a roll, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just like the sauce so versatile. And I think this year we've been we've been talking a lot, you and I, about just different things that have cross use, you know, multiple uses for something. So I was thinking about maybe doing a tabbouleh, but the tabbouleh, you know, especially with fresh parsley, um, it, it's a great condiment for a lot of the same similar things. So I said, well, this sauce is interesting because I show people how to make it in a mason jar yeah. with an immersion blender. You're basically, you're filling, you're putting stuff in a mason, a wide mouth mason jar and you've got an immersion blender and those are the tools, right? Pretty much. I mean, if you want to get, you can get pasteurized egg yolks if you don't want to use an egg yolk. We have farm fresh eggs, obviously, so we use those. I'm not worried about the bacteria of an egg. The thing I like about using an egg is um, in the way that I crack is I crack it flat on a, on a flat surface. And therefore, the impact sends a shock line straight across the middle of the egg and you don't get shards and jagged points in your shells so you have less risk of tearing the egg in and of itself because the egg in its container is a it's a pretty safe shell and container so you know i have zero issues using raw egg for this there's great garlic on scene you know i we just brought in here at uh at the mirror lake inn we just brought in um north point community farms fresh garlic it's fantastic we squeeze our own lemon juice you've got white vinegar Olive oil, you're not going to use a super expensive olive oil, so just the kind of stuff you buy in a grocery store is good. Then you got some sour cream, some kosher salt, and some black pepper. And this is as simple as it gets, but the the homogenous mix of this is so delicious, <laughs> and the textures are so amazing. And there's very little tricks to this. You know, I put, I generally put the oil in first. I crack an egg, and I let the egg sink to the bottom. I put in all the other ingredients and I let everything just kind of sit there for a minute so it rests at the bottom. And the trick to this is you take your immersion blender and you go straight to the bottom of the mason jar and you run it on low speed for a bit and you let that egg yolk kind of cut that egg cut into the ingredients and then you'll start to see an emulsion form on the bottom. Then you increase your speed to high. And the vortex and the, and the suction created from the immersion blender pulls the oil down into all of your kind of fencing agents and things like that and the, and the body of the emulsion, and it just thickens. And it's so stable for a week in your refrigerator. It's just so good. It's a great dipping sauce. I just, I love this sauce to death. So. so essentially you could use this to grill chicken, but then you could also throw it on a salad as a dressing? Yep, and I, I wouldn't put it on the chicken, then grill it, because the egg yolk would probably cook a little bit. Uh-huh. But certainly when the chicken is grilled, it's a great sauce to go on top. What about throwing in some other garden herbs maybe you've got, you know, coming out of the coming out of the garden, you know, depending on what time of summer, I guess, you're, you're making this. Could you throw in some chives or some basil or some, you know, some mint? Yeah, I didn't want to give it away, but yeah. this is the base of a ranch dressing, too. now you can ranchify this and you can add in chives dill parsley 
You know, you could throw in a little oregano, whatever you pretty much have. But the chive, the dill, and the parsley are the three ranch herbs that most people are accustomed to. Right. You could throw an avocado in here if you wanted to and get a green goddess dressing. You could throw in tarragon and have this wonderful, you might want to back off on the garlic a little bit with the tarragon. Uh-huh. Um, you might want to substitute a shallot and then maybe you have something that's more bernaise-ish if you want. But it's a good base white sauce that you can then take your own inspiration and modify it. You know, you could add a little local honey. My neighbor produces amazing honey. You could throw in some other, you know, New York State things that that you find that are local, right out of your garden, too. Mm-hmm. Throw some tomatoes. Get all the juice and the seeds out of those tomatoes. Really char them up good and then put some chopped roasted tomatoes in this and you have a wonderful tomato dressing. Wow, that sounds so good. Again, you can use this with grilled swordfish and salmon and seared scallops and so many different things. It's just a really good blank canvas for yeah. you know what, what your palate is. And you can just feel free to add all sorts of things to that. Even adding, if like you have excess cheese from a cheese board, Chop it all up and then and kind of brown and crisp it up in the oven on a parchment paper. Then take that and crumble some of that into this dressing. And you have basically Parmesan and black pepper. You have Parmesan black pepper dressing. Right. Once again, just a really three simple steps and everything in a mason jar. And you've got this fantastic dressing with so many possibilities. Yeah. I mean, that's... I think we we put a lot of fuss onto time and effort into cooking, and really great cooking does not have to be time consuming or of great effort. I think we can just kind of keep things simple and delicious. Simple and delicious. That's Chef Curtis Hem, who owns the Carriage House Cooking School in Peru, New York, and is the executive chef at the View Restaurant at the Mirror Lake Inn Resort and Spa in Lake Placid. And a little later this morning, you'll find his recipe for that speedy sauce on our website, along with some photos at ncpr.org. And Monica, I made this uh, marinade last night. What Serv- you think? Oh, I served it over cubed. Uh, grilled chicken, and yeah. I put in half an avocado. I threw that in, oh. blended it up. It thickened the marinade a little bit more, kind of um, smoothed out maybe the, the the sharpness of the garlic, and just added some really cool texture. Uh, really good. I highly recommend it. Very simple. You throw everything into a big mason jar, use your immersion blender, and there you go. It's great. Oh, that's fantastic. I know the, the Southern Tier, those are my old stomping grounds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Speedy is huge, huge there. And uh, yes, I think my favorite was there's the Diviest Dive Bar Sharkies <laughs> that made the best lamb Speedies. And Ooh. and I know they were very good. So I'm a, I'm sort of in camp lamb on uh, on this. Yeah. I want to try great. I do want to try it with maybe some mint or something and then put it on, on oh, some yeah. lamb. Yeah, it's really good. And I also want to say it's really good just like slather it on some crusty some bread. bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Looking forward to seeing that recipe later this morning. You are listening to North Light right here on North Country Public Radio. It's 823. I'm Monica Sandresky here with Todd Moe. And NCPR is pleased to be a media sponsor for a concert and workshop coming up this Sunday by La Banda Morisca. This is a group of six musicians playing the music of the Morisca culture, and it's informed by the traditions of Old Al-Andalus. That's the longest Islamicized region.
region of Spain. They're performing this Sunday at seven o'clock. But beforehand, they also have an open workshop from four to five, and we have a little bit of a preview of their show at the part of the Norwood Village Green Summer Concert Series. This is their song "Trace Morias."
This is the Andalusian group La Banda Morisca. They have an open workshop and a concert this weekend on Sunday evening as part of the Norwood Village Green Summer Concert Series. The workshop is from 4 to 5, followed by the concert at 7 o'clock. It's coming up on 828, and this is Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. We want to Take a couple of minutes to remind you of some events happening around our region today and as we head toward uh, the weekend. Just want to remind you uh, that on Saturday from 11 to 6 at the Madrid Community Center, this is in St. Lawrence County, uh, there is a fundraising bash, as they're calling it, uh, a day-long event with food and music and good company, uh, all to help rebuild the Blue House restaurant in Madrid that was uh, destroyed by fire. Um, You're invited to basically a giant fundraiser to help rebuild uh, the North Country uh, restaurant. It's going to be Saturday, the Madrid Municipal Park from 11 to 6, the community building, the outdoor pavilion, bandstand. There will be a massive barbecue so lots of food, a fire truck sprinkler. Ooh, that sounds good on a hot day. <laughs> Face painting, bouncy house, raffle, great food. It's all happening to support the Blue House Restaurant in Madrid, 11 to 6 on Saturday at the Madrid Municipal Park. Uh, and Monica, what else is going on? Oh, lots cooking throughout the region, including this afternoon, there's a woodland walk logging on the lake at SUNY ESF and Adirondack Interpretive Center in Newcomb. They say to join them for a walk through time that will tell the story of logging in Huntington Forest and how it's changed the landscape for centuries to come. You can find out more from esf.edu slash AIC. And also coming up later this evening at View and Old Forge, there's a Concert in the courtyard, the folk and bluegrass duo, the Cadleys, will perform this afternoon at five o'clock. It's free and open to the public with a cash bar for beer and wine available. Find out more at viewarts.org. That's it for the show. I'm Monica Sandreski. I'm Todd Moe. Thanks for listening. Be well. <laughs>